Welcome to this episode of the Growthcast. It is me, Jackson Campbell, joined here again with Dallas Pruitt. What up? What up? For another extended cut episode. We're not going to do a weekly review this week. We're going to dive in on a, um, a specific topic, the topic being habits of highly effective people. I'm really pumped to talk about this one. Dallas gave an amazing company-wide training this past week and talked about these principles, talked about these habits that highly effective people have and that they they acquire over time to be able to come these highly effective people. So Dal, let's dive in here. I don't know if you want me to read the list and then we'll, and then we'll dive into each thing, or if you want me to yeah, turn I'll it preface, over to you. Yeah, go ahead. You can read through the list in just a second. I just wanted to preface it. Um, all of this by saying that in a prior, you know, career path, I, I was turned on to Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people through a program called the leader in me program. And I was able to serve as an administrator in a, um, school, low income school. Um, and these were habits that were integrated into the school's systems, behavioral systems, um, and also the community, you know, parents, and they were a complete game changer for this, this particular school that I was able to serve at. And, I've seen the benefits of them in the classroom, um, hands-on, uh, through behavior modification systems uh, that were designed through myself and a team, and uh, just in my own life, been able to reap these benefits by by putting a microscope on them and really dissecting myself and refining myself through them. And I'm just grateful for people like Stephen Covey, man. I just wanted to give a shout out before I jump in. You know, I, I do not claim to take credit for these um, habits. There's six that we'll cover today. Uh, I've tweaked the names of these habits and kind of modified them for what it is we needed uh, as an organization and what, you know, I believe we need as a network um, and a community, but just wanted to preface everything by saying that. So no, dude. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Okay. So these six, these six habits that we're going to be diving in today are pro proactivity. We're going to talk about being proactive. We're going to talk about um, create twice very great principle, and I'm excited to dive into that one. Prioritize. We're going to talk about prioritization and talk about the principle of seeking to understand principles of team and mission focused and renew and re-energize regularly is the sixth principle. So, Dal, let's start. Let's start. Let's dive okay. in here on being proactive. Yeah. Um, let's. Yeah, I'd love to get some actionables as well on how cool. we can how we can um, implement these these principles in our life for sure. Cool. So if I'll say this, if you could trace all these habits down to like a central location, like a central root, like, like the very first point of growth uh, of a highly effective person, I would say proactive being proactive is, is that central starting point, Um, you know, focusing on and acting on what you can control and influence instead of what you can't influence or instead of being reactionary to life as it happens to problems as they arise in your life. You know, the best solution I wrote this down. Um, this is a, this is a Dallas Pruitt original, you know, the best solution to any problem is to do something about it long before it ever becomes one. Um, and I love so living my life that way, you know, like anticipating or having really good vision about the types of problems that, that arise in all the sectors of business and life, you know, the things that I like I'm a part of, that I want to thrive in and then building designs, proactive systems in my day-to-day that don't allow for those problems to come to the surface 
you know, attacking those things long before they're ever even an issue. Totally. I love, I love this principle, proactivity and what it's done for me in my work and in my life. Uh, but it's really interesting because about being proactive is going to, it's going to seep into all these other principles that we talk about. It's almost like every one of these other principles that we talk about is talking about a way to be proactive in a certain way that's going to help you in these other principles. Yeah. Stephen Covey even like goes as far, and I don't remember how it was worded exactly in his work, but it was basically like, like if you can't master this habit, like good luck mastering any, any of these any other habit. Yeah, habits, yeah, absolutely. You know? Like the root no, of that, habit is being totally. proactive. <laughs> totally. I you guess know? that's what I was trying to get at is if you really can master proactivity, these other, um, these other principles and habits that we're going to talk about become a lot easier. And it's oh, a yeah. lot easier to be able to handle these things. It, it, I love proactivity is so important. And it comes into that second principle so well, which is create twice. Talking yeah. about, vi- talking about visu- vis- <laughs> visualization. Oh my visualization. visualization. There we um, go. It's early about- in Maui, friends. It's early in it Maui. Is. <laughs> it is. It is. No worries, though. No. So, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. I'll dive into creating success twice. We, yeah, we inserted uh, as an organization, I decided to insert the word success in between there, right? Like the habit is to create twice and it's really just a kind of a creative play on words. So it sticks, but really what we're talking about is like create success in your life by, by taking advantage of one of the, the best tools you were, you were given that you were blessed with is a gift. It's your brain. You know, it's like your brain's this supercomputer that can create algorithms and, and memory and, and just, familiarity and all these things through visualization, right? And it's like, I even gave the example in the training of, you know, when you get really good at creating mental success, right? Like going through the mental process first of visualizing success as it will unfold in the future, right? What ends up happening is you get into situations and it feels normal. It doesn't feel foreign, which is awesome because that familiarity helps you to make better decisions because you've got better vision about the processes and the steps and the next steps and the adjustments that are possibly going to be required of you. And you just become a better decision maker, a better builder, a better doer, all these things, because you allow yourself to focus in the right area mentally long before you ever get into sticky situations. Totally. Totally. I, can I just share an example? Yeah. Um, I actually did this yesterday. I practiced this principle yesterday. One of the responsibilities I have right now on the investment side of multifamily capital partners is I help, I help set up for these webinars that we do. We do webinars every other week or twice a month um, to talk to our investors, to inform them on current market, whatever's going on in the market, current opportunities that we have. And um, we do these webinars um, twice a month and I, and I'm here in Maui. So I help Tyler set get set up get set up. And there's a lot of steps to getting set up. We've got lights that we bring out that we set up that need to be placed in a certain way. So they're not reflecting off the presenter screen, or they're not reflecting off this. There's two screens that I have to set up one for Ty's notes, another one. So Ty can see the webinar and see the chat and see what's going on. I also got to go over audio. I got to make sure the audio is all dialed in so everybody can hear Tyler during those webinars. I got to make sure the video is up and running and connected and we got good internet connection. So there's so many of these steps that I have to do every time that I go to set up for one of these webinars. And yesterday I was a little bit pressed for time. Yesterday there were some meetings that kind of backed up that went a little bit later than I expected and I needed to set up for this webinar. And instead of panicking and just trying to set everything up at once, I took five minutes. 
I took five minutes before I started setting up and I just thought through each step of setup. I thought through, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do next. This is the next step. And then I'll, and, and it just made it so much easier for when it was time that as soon as I was done visualizing to be able to go and set up and already understand what those next steps are. So that's just an example of, of using visualization that was able to help me. And I was able to get set up early and I was able to like have time to be able to really dial in things and really make sure things were good. And I wasn't pressed for time at all, turns out. So I, that's my example of how it helped me a ton. But also I want to give an actionable and a, and a challenge to everybody that is that doesn't visualize, that doesn't necessarily practice this principle to take five minutes before you do any task. We all have our tasks list and we all have our tasks that we're trying to knock out during the day. Before you start each task, take five minutes to visualize how you're going to finish this and accomplishing, accomplishing it's going to take, it's going to be a lot easier if you take that time to visualize. It's worth the time. Some people like are in such a rush. They they think they don't have time for that. And it's like, you have, you have all the time in the world to go through that because it will save you time. It will save you time throughout your day. Another actionable that I tack on that before we move into the next one, man, is just like visualize a successful day within the confines of what it is you're trying to accomplish. You know, visualize a successful day um, regularly. Do it regularly, you know, reflect, reflect and project, you know, the right, the right type of process within, within what success looks like for you in the day. Be really detailed, provide some specifics. You know, have a process, have a mental process so that you can go out and actually like produce the physical process um, that much more efficient every single day. And you'll get better and better at it the more you practice it. So, totally. you know, I didn't note, I didn't recognize this when you were giving your, when you were giving your training, but each one of these principles really leads into the next yeah. one, which in that next principle is prioritization, right? Yeah. To prioritize the importance of prioritizing. Go ahead, Dale. Dive yeah. In there. First things first is a phrase that Stephen Covey uses. And um, the questions I would ask is, you know, what are those first things for you? You know, what do you care about? What are you doing uh, to tend to those priorities? I love this quote from him. It says, putting first things first means organizing and executing around your most important priorities and keeping those things in check. It is living and being driven by the principles that you value most, not by the agendas and forces surrounding you. Uh, We lose our priorities real fast. um, If we're reactionary, right? Like we lose our priorities so fast, um, get lost in the shuffle of all the millions of different things to be doing. And you really have to go deep and ask yourself, like, what actually matters? What? That's like the best question. What really, really matters with my life, the work that I'm doing, the responsibilities I've been given and I've chosen? What's, what really matters? And really get good at focusing in on that yeah. regularly and not focusing in on everything else, weeding that stuff out. So good. Yeah. So good. No, I could, I, there's not really a ton to add there because of the importance of prioritizing. Dal, how does, as an actionable for this, for this habit, how does somebody identify um, their priorities? I know we kind of just talked about it, the most important thing. How does somebody, I guess, identify the most important thing? Yeah. Well, you know, what you do most throughout a day, stop and think about that. 
those are your priorities, whatever you're spending your time on. Now, the next step is to be real with yourself. Are you happy about that? If you're not, draft up a real list and start making some adjustments because a lot of people just aren't real with themselves. They say that they have priorities, but their actions speak way different. So if you want to know what your priorities are, reflect on how you spend your time every day. And again, if that is something that creates dissatisfaction or you feel unfulfilled or unhappy about that because it doesn't align with what you tell yourself is your priority, then it's, it's time to draft up a list and change the way you utilize your time and energy every day. Uh, that's such a good actual. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks, Dal. Thanks for pulling that one out. Awesome. Next principle, seek to understand, then be understood. Love Man, this principle. Go I'm, ahead. I'm really passionate about this one. Um, I actually think this is like ground, you know, ground full level work, foundational work for any great leader. I believe that the best leaders are the people who have a deep understanding of those they lead um, and what it is they're asked to accomplish or do the mission they're on, you know, influencing others by developing a deep understanding of their needs and perspectives was the definition that I used in our training and developing a deep understanding of other people is not easy. It's hard. It requires some hard conversations. It requires courage to ask the questions that maybe other people won't ask that conversation. Those conversations are laced with a lot of really better questions. They're deep questions, questions of the soul, man. It's hard. It's, it's again, also like the core habit to any great leader. They know their people. They know the mission. They are well-versed in both of those areas. And because of it, they are able to lead better because they know the direction. They know the drivers and they know how to push the right buttons and motivate from the right place and lead from the right place, which is love, dude. When you seek to understand people, you grow to love them more for who they are and who they can be. And bet the best leadership comes from a place of love. And uh, that, that core principle that produces an increasing, you know, amount of love for other people is figure out who they are, you know, figure out who those people are. And uh, yeah. I love this, no, this one, man. Love this principle. I think one of the things I brought this up during the meeting, and I definitely want to share it here as well, is <coughs> when we're seeking to understand, we're also putting aside our personal agendas and yeah. our personal thoughts of what we think should be happening or what we think needs to be happening, right? When we really seek to understand another person, whether that be a spouse or a loved one or a child or a friend that may be going through something or you're not seeing eye to eye on a certain specific topic or whether that's in the workplace with a leader or a coworker yeah. or a quote or another teammate is to make sure when you're really trying to seek to understand somebody, you can't let your personal agendas and your personal thoughts and feelings and perspectives of whatever the no. situation is come into tattered fat whatsoever. Yeah. You really have to put all that aside to be able to really understand where they're coming from. And then when you do that, at that point, you really can understand what it is and where they're coming from. Is when you oh, take yeah. that, that emotion out of it. Yeah, um, I, dude, it makes me think of like, you have this similar experience. Um, I was part of a, an opportunity where I was able to go serve as a missionary in a foreign country. Yeah. And in, in this mission that I served, 
they were actually transitioning from this old model where like you would rehearse lessons and then go through a sequence. It was like, and they were very valuable principles. They were very like impactful principles for life and God and staying on the path, like all the things, you know, that you need to be able to be successful. And, but it was a sequence. It was like, you'd show up and it was like one, two, three, and you'd go through the sequence. Well, that, that wasn't a very impactful way in many ways to address the needs and also understand who people were that you were looking to help. Right. And so they made this transition. I, luckily I was able to be a part of this transition where, where dude, your job was to ask questions. Your job was to go in and really gain a deep understanding of who it is <laughs> you were coming in contact with and what their pain points were, man. Yeah. You know, and what they needed. Yeah. And that's, that's just leadership one-on-one dude. Like you want to lead people. They need something right? Like everybody needs something and it's your job to ask the right questions and see them with big eyes so that you can really gain a deep understanding of who they are. And then once you have that, it's so much easier to make decisions on what to do and how to do it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So an actionable that, no, I loved that. An actionable there that we could pull out for this principle is to have, uh, if you need to have conversations with people to have those conversations, but seek to understand not to be heard, seek to seek to hear, hear what the, yep. hear what it is from there. Because a lot of times it, it, a lot of times you're able to resolve or be able to come to a conclusion on whatever may be happening yep. in that situation. So no, definitely, definitely. That's, that's, that's the actionable for that one. Awesome. On to the next principle. We're starting to wrap up here. Um, team and mission focused. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So some of the questions were like, we're all part of a team. Um, we're all part of you know, a family dynamic, if that's the team, you know, or you're part of an actual business team, most of the people who are listening serve at some capacity on, uh, you know, on a business level, right? Um, and so one of the questions I put on here with team and mission focus to help you become more team and mission focused is to ask yourself who the stakeholders are, right? Like, who's the leaders of this mission? Like, who created this? Where did it start? What's that vision? Um, you know, we've experienced that firsthand with MFM, um, and I've experienced it firsthand with other teams and other organizations, you know, the first question is like, who, what's the vision? What's the mission? Who are these stakeholders making these decisions? And then it's your job to come in and become as team and mission focused as possible. So the next question you should ask is, okay, I am unique. I have my own skill set. How can I add to this? Like, how am I, how can I be a piece to this puzzle to add to it? What is, what is needed is for the team, for the mission to thrive, not what do I need? That's not a good question. Not what do I need? It's what do they need? How can I add, right? Me doesn't work with team and, and mission focused, right? Me doesn't work, but we we does at a really high level. So developing innovative solutions that leverage differences and satisfy all key stakeholders. That's how we become that though everything that I just explained, that is how we become more and more team and mission focused. You know, one of the things that I repeat to myself as I leave, as I leave my house, and I think I've mentioned this before, as I leave my house every day, I look at this picture in my house. And it's a trigger for me to, to tell myself, this isn't about me. 
It never was and it never will be. So go out and do a great job for others. And, and that is just a good trigger to put me in the right mindset, in the right frame every day as I go about the work. You know, And collaboratively, that's where we really make true magic happen. Individually, like, yeah, you could do some phenomenal things, but like, what good are those right. as one no. person? You know, That's awesome. That's awesome. Actionable there that we could pull out. What do you think, though? Yeah. Um, put your ego in check every day. Yeah. Put your ego in check every day. You know, find some trigger like mine where you leave and, you know, you anchor yourself in um, selfless, uh, you know, selfless work, not selfish work. Yeah. Um, because our egos are strong, dude, and they will trickle in if we don't have systems to put it in check and smother it. And so, you know, whether it's a picture of for me it's a picture of christ that picture is a picture of jesus christ dude when i walk out of my house i look at it and remind myself um you know for others it could be something completely different maybe it's a mission statement from the team you actually work with and you've got it posted somewhere and you read through it and you remind yourself like oh yeah this isn't about me i'm just one part to this big huge hole you know something totally no that's great that's great definitely such a good actionable check yourself check yourself check yourself check your ego see what it is, yeah, man. It's just such a, it's really, as you're talking Dal, what's kind of what keeps coming up to, in my brain is like staying grounded, staying grounded in the team that you're in. Right. Obviously we want to do better. We want, if, if we want to do better, we want to always contribute more, but also always stay grounded in what your position is and strengthen where you stand. Um, yeah. Is, is, is what I do. It's what just keeps coming to me as we talk How about this. this is, don't shoot for title, dude. Like don't shoot yeah. for title with whatever team you're working with. And, and, you know, don't shoot for a title. Don't let that be your aim. Don't let titles be your aim. Don't let totally. money be your aim, dude, a life of service. Let that be your aim and like figure out how to navigate that at the highest capacity and put your skill set to work and your gifts to work. Um, with, with that type of perspective, like, Hey, I want to live a life of service and as pop opportunities arise. Yeah. Like I'm going to take them if they allow me to grow as a person and give me new experiences and, and help me get closer to my desired end state. But like, don't, when you catch yourself getting caught up in crap of title and money, like those things become a byproduct of people who serve at a high capacity for the most part. Yeah, every once in a while somebody gets into a spot that that they're just jerks. Like don't be don't let that be you. Yeah. <laughs> don't let that be you because those people are unfulfilled. Those people are unhappy. Those people are not quote unquote successful just because they have a title. So don't let titles and money be your aim. Let those things be pro- byproducts of a life of service yeah. and approach life with that type of philosophy and great things will happen. Yeah, no, that's so, man, that's gold. That's gold. Great. No, that's great. That's great. So if you didn't hear what Dallas just said, or you weren't paying attention, definitely rewind and listen to that part. Oh man. So, so, so valuable. Awesome. Dallas, we wrap up here with this last principle that is renew regularly. Uh, it's a great one to end on. Um, go ahead, go ahead. Dive yeah. In. Yeah, and this was to wrap us up. Um, as leaders, Todd Todd Miller, one of the founders here at MFM, he he really put it he put it really well um, on Tuesday. Um, he said, as leaders, sometimes I think we give this this vibe of like we look down upon renewal, 
right? Or like as high achievers, sometimes you almost look down upon yourself if you renew, you go do something for yourself that's outside yeah. of the realm of like moving the needle with, with the business and the goals. And, right. and it's like, that is so far from the truth. That is a trap. That is false. Do not fall into that belief, right? A lot of the times that's just your own deluded perspective. You've got to change that perspective. You have to change that about yourself. And as a leader, you've got to make sure the people you lead understand that that's a value. That. Yeah. That's a value. That's something you value, right? It's a part of the process. It's a crucial component to the process of growth. And so, you know, it's the way you increase energy and gain some harmony, you know, is by going out and doing some renewing activities. Some questions here to ask yourself is like, what are you doing to re-energize? Are you doing anything? It doesn't need to be a big grand vacation to no. Hawaii for five days. Literally little things every day you should do and implement into your daily system so that you can renew, re-energize, and be ready to roll and charge, recharge that battery. Because guess what? A happier you is a much more productive you. So the invite is just to charge the battery and, and every day so that you can be more productive for the people, again, that you are looking to help every day. So valuable. So valuable. Dallas, thank you so much for your time, man. Thank you so much for diving through these high, these success principles of highly, highly effective people. So Dal, is there anything else you want to add here as we wrap up? No, we covered, we covered it. I'm just going to mic drop. Bam. That's it. (laughs) No, no, I love it. I love it. Dallas, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom here and for putting together such a great episode today. Definitely, if you haven't left us a review or rated the podcast, definitely take some time to do that today. Share this episode with those that you think could benefit from it. This was a very, very, very good episode. So I definitely um, expect some shares out of this one and definitely encourage some shares um, from this episode. Dallas, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Every, Everybody listening, thank you so much for your support, your love, and for being here and listening. We appreciate you and we love you guys a ton. So if you guys have any suggestions or need anything from us, please reach out. You can reach out to me directly if you want to, Jackson at the multifamilymindset.com, or you could reach out to Growthcast at the multifamilymindset.com and we'll make sure we get back to you. Dallas, thanks again, my brother. Everybody listening, thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day, weekend, whenever it is that you are listening to this. Take care, y'all.